Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. The Greenlight Podcast will see clearly now with Oakley jumping into the podcast game. Head to oakley.com. For the greatest shades in the game. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy, take me away. Busy day today. We've got two Eagles, GM Howie Roseman and recent first-round draft pick Nolan Smith. Both were interviewed on the Greenlight RV. Both were a blast and a half. We talked to Howie about the differences between the 2017 and 2022 Eagles teams, both of whom made the Super Bowl. Howie also told a great story about his general managing philosophy, type of chemistry and energy he wants to have in the building, the people he wants to surround himself with. And Nolan talks about being drafted, playing with a bunch of other Georgia Bulldogs in Philadelphia, and the love he's gotten from the Philadelphia fans. Chris and Nate will kick things off. We'll talk succession. Watch out for spoilers. We also have to respond to our raw room brethren who fired off a couple hot takes about fighting in an octagon between other podcasts. And we end with Will Ferrell as John Madden and cast a couple other famous NFL personalities. Y'all stay tuned. Please enjoy. Catch you on Thursday. All right, happy Tuesday. Here's how it's going to go today. We're going to have two interviews shot from our RV. Currently, we're calling that RV Hemi uh, after Chris Hemsworth because he's the guy in Thor. It's a Thor Four Winds motor coach <laughs> workshop and something better. You don't like that? <laughs> I mean, Hemi could mean Emerald. <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I think about the Hemi engine first, actually. Hemorrhoid, is that what you're on right now? <laughs> so anyways, we went up to Philly in the RV. I want to thank everybody in Philly that we encountered. Uh, we did a drunk open. 
we went out to the the bar brew we were we were gonna go to this uh I don't know, piano bar. No, uh, karaoke McGillin's. place. Yep, McGillin's. karaoke McGillin's. McGillin's. I took three steps out of the Uber. That thing was packed with young professionals. I was like, nah, let's try across the street. <laughs> so we go over there and we grab uh, like a couple of these big steins of beer and we were toasted and head back to the Airbnb there in South Philly and we shot our first drunk open. Yeah, we ordered some, you ordered some good- um, Mexican food. Yeah, Mexican yeah, food Yeah, I had also. some burrilla tacos. It was- Super, super greasy, but it was so good. The yeah, dude, the diet was not great on that trip. But anyways, we we interviewed Kelsey that day. We gave you all that Thursday. Uh, I met the chicken man. I talked about that in the open, I believe. You did. A little hazy. Um, and he was awesome. Guy ate 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. I mean, like, I couldn't get through half of one on that pier. It's so funny because the first bite that he took... I don't know if he was having good or bad vibes. Fucking guy's soul left his body, dude. <laughs> he was just, I mean, I didn't see it in real time because I was eating exactly. and lighting my plate. Y'all were like, when he took a bite of that chicken, oh, you would have thought he like. We were unsure if he was maybe going to throw up or not, which would probably would have probably been like great content. But <laughs> all in all, it feels like that first bite of chicken he took, the, the flashbacks mm -hmm. that, that he might have had. Yeah. You could kind of tell on his face. <laughs> so we met that guy. We met Nolan Smith. I met I met uh, Jalen Carter. That guy's huge. That guy's like an oak tree. I mean, he's just solid. I got to look at Jordan Davis doing individual drills. I went out and watched practice for a little bit. Um, shout out to the coaches uh, for the Eagles. They're awesome. We Talked finally, for a little while. as you were interviewing the chicken man, uh, we finally met the legend that is Dom. Dom's uh, the man. In Philly. Dom's the man. He was awesome. He just pulled up. In a uh, in a Cadillac, I think he was leaned That'd all the way him. back. That'd be him. It was cool. He was like, "Hey, where's Chris at?" Yeah, dude, that's my homie. We <laughs> saw so many of my like favorite people on that trip. I mean, Dom's one of them. Got to see Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat was doing extra work in the indoor after practice. Yeah, he has turned into such a great player, and to see him putting in that extra work and seeing like meeting Nolan Smith and meeting those guys um, that are younger watching them watch him work and talk about Josh Sweat. Like he's a vet now. I mean, he's a, he's a respected guy on that team. And it's really cool to see. So I got to watch Indy for a little bit. Obviously we brought Nolan Smith onto the RV. Who by the way, might have a handshake that can rival Adrian Peterson's. Who, Nolan Smith? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's got strong hands. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, so Nolan Smith, Howie Roseman, also a firm handshake, all things considered. Howie Roseman uh, was gracious enough to stop by the 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 RV, <laughs> I got. I'm having a hard time with that. Um, and we talked for about 15, 20 minutes. So those two interviews will be run today. Hope everybody had a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, and take a moment to say, hey, hope you you take a second to think about why the holiday exists. Um, I know it's probably too late for some of you, but do not say thank you for your service to a veteran on Memorial Day. The, the day is about those who are not with us. And so take uh, take a moment to just be thankful. Um, and I hope everybody had a great weekend, but we're back at it. Got those two interviews today. Uh, we also got to sample some of uh, Howie Rosen's Mezcal. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, he, had, uh, he had a couple bottles for us. I think you took one, Fax took another one. Kill it was pretty yeah. tasty. Yeah, so I gotta, I, maybe I'll polish that off. Uh, when I get home today, it is one o'clock Memorial Day, Monday. 
It's the um, same tequila that he cheers uh, Jason Kelsey when they signed the contract. Yes. That he, that he poured that big shot for Kelsey. Exactly. So Howie, you know, um, doing right by your boy and hopping on, uh, on you know, spend some time with uh, Hemi and us. Uh, and what else? Did I miss anything from Philly? Curaleaf hooked us up, so thank you hooked to Curaleaf. We had a good time. Um, yeah, we all got uh, we all got set and squared away. They gave us some swag too. Yeah, lots of hoodies, lots of stuff. More free shit. Some cool, some cool tote bags. My girl really yep. likes the tote bag. All right. So, anyways, um, real fast, you guys are rocking the Oakleys. The Oakley block. Yeah, Oakley the Oakley block. block is Oakley block. Yeah, that'll work. I love wearing sunglasses on the pod. I know that's like PFT's gig, uh, and he kind of like made that famous. But PFT, you can't. Wait, expect wait. people not to like copy you we because it, it's like it's like being in my own world and y'all can't see me and i'm just like i'm invisible it's so much easier to podcast uh so we're in the oakley block shout out to oakley we've gotten all the thank yous all the sponsors out of the way is there anybody else i need to thank thank nate for jumping on the rv so in such a quick you know response time yeah i mean so we, we were like pressure. hey you want to go to philly like seven hours later we're in philly it's like a no, that's a no-brainer guys like, am i a pretty good road trip dad though like behind the wheel. Great road trip, Dad. I'm not gonna lie, you gotta buckle up. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta buckle up. But you kept it driving. between no, the lines. You, you drove, you drove that thing with a purpose. Yep. And I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> I, I felt safe. You were driving. You were but driving. You gotta with buckle a, up. Yeah, but you gotta buckle up. I I told you I did um get up to go to the bathroom a couple of times. Well, that's risky. And oh man, it's real risky. <laughs> it it's is risky. real, it is real risky. And it's one of those things that you might need a strap in there <laughs> to be strapped up. Cause all well, I was thinking is, all I'm thinking, all you're doing is bracing when you're in there and just praying. Like I pray he just doesn't have to stop short. It's like when you go anything. take a leak on an airplane and there's turbulence and all of a sudden oh, you yeah. got like spots on your pants, uh, which is the most awkward walk back to your chair. I don't know if any of you guys have ever gone through that. I know a guy who went through that. It wasn't um, me, but so anyways, I, um, I had a great time. We should hit the road more. I actually got a call from a couple of my friends around the league. They were like, you should take uh, Hemi up to our facility. Let's you know, we did a couple, yes. couple people want to get in on the, the action. So uh, more on that later. Um, my hello today is going to be to Denver. Denver, Colorado. Hello! Why Denver? Because Jimmy Butler's flying there after the game. Ooh. They're not going to Cancun, and the game's tonight now. So by the time you're hearing this, uh, Game Seven will have happened, and you know maybe I'll pop on later to remark. Uh, do we like? Do we want to do a quick time machine? Yeah, we can do a time, do machine. time machine. Yeah. I, what's your prediction for the game tonight? Give me tonight? a score. Now unders are way, way solid in Game Seven. So I'm going to be betting the under. Keep that in mind. If it lands at on two oh five, you guys can laugh at me in the car on the way to work. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick the Heat. Wow. I'm gonna pick the Heat. This has never been done. Now I know it's probably Matt. You had the stats on this. Uh, it's happened three times before the team has come back from three zero to tie to three and force a game seven. It's the but, fourth time, right? But how many times in that in that small subset? Has a team been so highly seeded relative to the, the team that had the lead 
three nothing. They've never been the home team. This is the first time that Game Seven will be at home in that situation. So I would pick the Celtics. For yeah, that reason. I, I mean, listen, nobody cares if I know basketball or not. So I'll take the Heat, and I'll take them ninety-seven, ninety-five. And because the Heat beat the Knicks, I am going to take the Celtics at one hundred two to one hundred one. Thank you, and I still get the under. I appreciate it. <laughs> but Matt, this would be where would you rank this as far as like uh, collapses in 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 American sports in the playoffs? Um, I would say it's right there with the uh, New York Yankees in what was that two thousand and three in the ALCS coming back from or they were up three zero against Boston, let them back, and then in basketball. Like, obviously, nobody's ever come back from 3-0, but just as Brian Windhorst said, I would say that still the Cavs coming back in the finals down 3-1 against that team that won 73 games is still a greater comeback if it were to happen. I kind of like what they're doing, though. They're burning the ships. This is the most burn the ships thing ever. Like, we're booking flights to Miami. I don't know how much of it is like, hey, if we do this and we lose, everybody will pay attention to this and not Jimmy Butler taking a knee and doing the Al Horford timeout symbol. (laughs) Um, but like maybe the layup line should be, it was all good just a week ago. You know, cause it was all good just a week ago. It was all good just a week ago. I mean, like they they were, so I have friends. We we were like, get Joe Missoula out of here. Dude, I have friends in both fan bases and like right now, like Miami fans are just they're not okay. How about the Miami fans that thought that they won the game and went viral because they were all fucking screaming and at yelling a at a wedding? At a wedding, I saw people on Twitch. Dude, it's just that man to be a Miami to be a Miami fan. I, I just don't know what you're thinking about. Tonight. I'm glad I didn't see Game Six because I was camping. I was out of out of service. I, I, I saw the score, but I did not see how it ended until Sunday morning, oh. um, and that was heartbreaking. So, anyways, uh, we'll see what happens in that game tonight. Um, hey, Matt, succession. Ooh. It's over, and here come some spoilers. Spoiler so alert. Cover your ears. Yeah. Kyle Long, don't respond. Yeah. Kyle, yeah, Kyle, don't be listening to the pod in Italy. Kyle did the, when you don't want spoilers... You do not tweet, hey, don't tell me anything about succession. The internet is a cruel place, man. Yo, I'm so surprised that, oh, and it's because you're not on TikTok. See, if you're on TikTok, you find out some amazing theories and different things, and there was a theory going around. So do you watch the show, first off? Absolutely. Okay, you do? So you're done with the the, the whole? Oh, great. Okay. Yes. So Tom, well, you came in here butchering Tom Wamsgam's last name. So, do you know who the most famous Wamsgam in the world is? In real life? Yes. Who? It's a it's a baseball player named Bill Wamsgam, who was the only baseball player to ever have an unassisted triple play. Okay. And Tom, unassisted in the World Series. In, in the, the World, world Series, you only got to do it. So Tom. Wamsgams in the show, he just had an unassisted triple play taking out all three siblings to take over the company. Oh, damn. Yeah, bro. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's real interesting. And I like that theory. And um, supposedly, like, also, like, on TikTok, there is theories of everyone's name, like Shiv, 
um, her nickname is close to being a knife. And yeah, like, it does, it does, like yeah, like she she's a backstabber. Yeah, like, like she's. And real. by the way, I want to say this about Shiv, and we've talked about Shiv on this show. <laughs> I have always hated Shiv. Oh yeah, Shiv has always driven me crazy, and I think it's sort of unfair because, as she put it. Like Shiv was like, how am I any different than you guys? You guys cut me out of the deal. Facts. And then I cut you out of the deal. And like, so you have to examine, you know, your own misogyny or whatever it is, like, or how you, 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 you judge women in the corporate space relative to men. But here was my problem with Shiv was she wasn't good at it. Yeah. She was just a sloppy backstabber. And she was so insecure. They're all insecure. Roman's but, insecure. Kendall's insecure. But it's crazy. She low key got her baby daddy that job. Well, like the, I think the last, I think the last deciding factor was hearing, yes, the woman who has the baby of the guy I'm thinking about hiring, hearing her say he'll suck the biggest dick in the room. Yep, I feel like hearing that is like from no. Here's what it was: she voted no so that she could be closer to the crown. Oh, she absolutely. voted no that so that she can and, and because absolutely. like and this is my problem with Shiv. You could see it in her face when when Kendall sat down in Logan's chair before the vote, she couldn't take the sight of it. She couldn't take uh -huh. the sight of him being successful. But they were she, right. Even though he was he was doing all the right things. Although I agree with her that he probably wouldn't be good at it yeah. ultimately. Her motivation was not to save the company. Her motivation was she could not stand to see her brother win and she couldn't stand it. And she also couldn't stand being on the outside, so she voted no, and then she ends up in the car with Tom, and it's a, it dawns on you that she's gonna be a central player because she's married to the CEO, even if the CEO is just a, a fall guy or a pain sponge. Yep, not even <laughs> married, like, oh, oh yeah, they are married, but it's just that, and she has a, like, she has a baby on the way, so it, I think she played, <laughs> her cards the best way she could possible. Because like you said, if she had voted her brother in, that was probably going to be the highest up she was gonna be able to, to be in that company. Well, they already regardless. played their cards. Yeah. So, you know, Shiv, I, yeah, I, I hated Shiv. Um, that shot of them in the car is beautiful though, where they were like almost holding hands, but not quite. I thought yep. that was extremely symbolic of like the way their relationship is. And at the same time, like her whole life, she's been trying to get close to her dad. Yep. And now the closest analog to her dad is Tom, who will be sitting in that chair. Yeah, it, it's a great point. And the, the handhold thing, like she's just such a dead fish. No, yeah. And she's just such a dead fish. Like part of me was like, you know, because their relationship was examined more than any of the other relationships, probably. Um, I just put myself in Tom's shoes. Yeah. And I was like, she would be awful to be with. And uh, you always sympathize with Tom, even though. And here, here's the thing about Tom. Is he a great guy? Not, not necessarily. I mean, like he'd sell his soul to do. I mean, he sucked the biggest dick in the room. That's what she said. Um, but Tom knew exactly who he was. Yeah. The entire show. Yep. Right down to that really tough to watch scene where Madsen's like, I want to fuck your baby mother. And that's why I don't want to hire her. Can you be my pain sponge? And as the tears well up in his eyes, you can't tell if he's happy about the opportunity or if he, he's in part coming to terms with the fact that he'll never be more than a pain sponge. He'll never be more than a fall guy. He'll never be more than a than a soldier and like 
Tom's strength in the show, and you could see it constantly. This entire corporate landscape is just littered with people that will do anything to get to the top, including being submissive, including being abused. And they all, as soon as the power shifted, would like moss to light, gather around this person and see how they could be abused by this person. And Tom was the one, as was Greg, that knew their role. You know, and Tom knew his role and he ended up in the uh, catbird seat and you could see it with the, the, the brothers and you know, with Kendall uh, Roman and with Shiv. They didn't know who they were. And it kind of culminated in Roman being like, this is all bullshit. We're bullshit. Yep. Do you realize this? Yeah. Like we are just pawns and we're never going to be our dad and we're never going to be relevant. The only relevance we have is about to disappear with the stroke of a pen. And it was like jarring how quickly they went from uber powerful to seemingly just people. And, you know, like that realization came crashing down on all of them. They are not who they wanted to be or who they thought they were. Great it also called back to the first episode where Roman said that everything was bullshit. They're all bullshit. It like came full circle in that way. Yep. And I thought when Madsen was talking to Tom, like when he was saying he wanted to fuck Shiv or whatever, that was sort of like to test Tom and see if he would really be that like submissive dude that Madsen needs him to be. Exactly. But what I thought was the best part about the whole episode was how they teased this great like sibling happy ending you know jeremy strong drinks that drink and it looks like it's going to end well and he actually drank that disgusting drink by yep. the way um method actor. but it wouldn't have been justice for the show to end in a happy way that's not like the trajectory that it was on so i was glad that it ended the way it did well it was supposed to be a tragedy and it was a tragedy in a lot of senses i mean and the biggest tragedy is like that these kids and it, it, it it's also complicated in that it makes you like kind of wrestle with this, hey, they're they're objectively bad people that would swing an election for personal gain, um, that would abuse people, that would kill a waiter accidentally, albeit accidentally at Shiv's wedding. Mm -hmm. um, they, they're just, they do all these terrible things, Roman abusing people, um, Logan was an abusive guy. Um, even, you know, Logan's girlfriend, the older gal, she's a conniving person. I mean, like, there's not a lot of good people on the show. Mm -mm. Um, but as for the kids, when you get a look into how they were brought up and like, and how they were treated really by their father and their mother, who's like such a cold, she's a dead fish, just like Shiv. You could see it never, like when Kendall really had to talk to her after that tragedy, she blew him off. And these kids are invited to their mom's place in Barbados and they sit down for dinner in the middle of a board vote the next day that's gonna swing the entire future of the family, and they're being pitched something. And that was like their mom. Their mom just did not care about them. So you had to wrestle with the fact that these guys objectively had a bad lot in life when it comes to like support and love and the people around them, but they had everything. So it's like, how can you feel bad for these kids? Um, I kind of did feel bad for them in a way. And it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy in the way it ended. And it was a tragedy because these kids never had a shot at being normal human beings. And it's up to the viewer to be like, do I feel bad for these people? I can feel both. Um, but the thing with Kendall, Matt, I don't know if you picked this up. The last scene in the whole thing is him staring at these waves hitting the pier wherever he was in New York. Right. And, and the waves were really rough. There's always been like a water theme with Kendall. If you go back yeah. 
you know, when you thought he was going to be the guy. In fact, I thought he was going to drown a, a, an episode ago in Barbados, or maybe it was the finale. I can't remember because I binged the last three. When he swam out to the platform in the in the dark, I thought he was going to drown. The last time we saw him in the water before that, he was waiting uh, in the water in the evening in in California, and he looked really happy. He looked like you know he, you know there was hope for him. And then the 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 previous scene was him obviously unconscious in a pool. Um, there's been a number of scenes with Kendall in water. I think he was at well, the rehab place in the pool, kind well, of. Well, he killed the kid. He killed the guy. The, the guy drowned. He yeah. drowned. Yeah, got drowned. <laughs> Crazy. That's so, definitely true. And actually, I read this morning that they did a take. So you know, at the end, how the like bodyguard is following him. This is the same bodyguard that knows about that murder. He's following them towards the pier. Yeah. They did a take where Kendall like starts climbing over the railing, and the bodyguard stops him. But they decided not to use it. I guess to leave it more like it was better. Obviously, he's thinking about suicide yeah. in the abyss, but leave it less clear i think it was better to leave it ambiguous and i wanted to give out a couple uh um mentions uh i was just sitting there thinking about these at the end of the show um i, I want to give out a um a hollow man that's going to go to shiv for the reasons we talked about but <laughs> she probably ironically ended up in a pretty good spot relative to everybody else but still hollow man like i'll give it to shiv roy um I Could I nominate Hugo for Hollow Man? Hugo was uh, had a rough evening. Yeah, the dude with the skinny neck, Fisher Stevens. Oh, I know. Got, yeah, uh, skinny neck. Hugo. by Carolina. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hugo was an easy target. People were just like people hated Hugo. Viewing party. I'm gonna give it to all of uh, Logan Roy's ladies uh, in the front row of the funeral. They all like went to the front row, like all his side pieces, his main pieces. You know, his ex-wife, the whole thing, they were sitting together. So I thought that was a viewing party, quite literally. Um, and then, you know, I want to give the worst flight to Logan Roy. Because he died on the on the plane. Um, and this is my favorite one. I got a couple uh, St. Louis Memorial Awards to give out to people that I think played big roles in, 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 um, in anonymity a little bit. Like, people didn't appreciate these guys okay but the, the bodyguard he was the one guy that really loved logan roy i mean he was always crying at the funeral and like after he died and like he really cared about him and then uh he's relegated to watching kendall roy remember kendall's like talk to me man you doing okay just come talk to me and uh and the see the whole series ends with him watching this fucking man baby uh, saunter up to the to the bench by the pier and it's just like look how far he's fallen and now he's relegated to doing this the rest of his life or however long Kendall doesn't end up in a, in a bad way so uh, I, I also want to give um, Willa a St. Louis Memorial Award support your man like Willa supported Connor dude you know I'm not saying that that um, your significant other should go to the ends of the earth to to justify your erratic behavior, but like, I actually didn't think Connor was a bad guy. I just think he was a fucking he was a crazy person, and that yeah. was a transactional relationship. But here's and I thought she supported. But him. here's the weird thing about him being a crazy person: he's another guy that kind of like he knew like who he was and what he wanted to do, yep. and he kind of just stuck to that. Yep. And like for real, for real, like. 
if you had to pick anyone in the show, he probably wasn't the worst guy. Like, no, he was. You know, like, mm-hmm. like objectively compared to everyone else, yeah. he really didn't do anything that you were just like, damn, this guy's a total scumbag. Uh-huh. And like you said, him and his relationship with that girl, it was transactional and they both knew kind of what they wanted and it worked for them. I think Connor had the most powerful brain of all the four of them, but he just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. He just didn't have like logic. Um, <laughs> if, if, if producer Scott, if uh, corporate Greg like, you know, um, got hit by a bus tomorrow. Out of any, everybody on that show, who who would you want to be the CEO of this uh, of this podcast? Podcast? Yeah, of this entire company. Shiv. You know, Shiv? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I think Shiv's gonna get us the best deals. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you can't like everyone else. Like the reason why Shiv, for one. She always understands the like what's going to take everything down. Mm-hmm. And even at the end, she was like, yo, you killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And when her brother was trying to like, if he didn't like, and maybe if he wouldn't have lied in that instant yeah. and, and maybe been like, yeah, so what? Whatever like that. Like the fact that he was like, no, I like that wasn't true. That wasn't true. Whatever. Like she knows that like, yo, like when someone finds this out and it gets out there, if you're in power, this shit is all over. <laughs> like, no, she was smart. She just, uh, you know, like, uh, uh. <laughs> She drove me crazy. Uh, who would I want to be the CEO? I'm trying to decide between Matson and Wamsgams. I think Wamsgams has the uh, media experience. Like, he's actually done the job. You know? I know, but you guys would be like, he's just your yes man, Chris. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like Wamsgams because Wamsgams as much. For real, for real, I wouldn't like any of them because all of them, they were all a little racist. <laughs> like, like, whether. <laughs> also, the thing about succession, I don't think there's a single black person on the show. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I like I really don't think so either. Name one. <laughs> I can't name them, but I know there is one cuz Van Lathan selected it as a joke on their uh, succession characters. Oh. It was like a like a waiter from season 2 or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So, great show. Uh HBO another banger. Yeah, HBO is we were talking about. HBO has a lot of bangers. Um yeah, usually, I don't really know, like in the past, like, what, 10, 15, 15, 20 years, I feel like most big time TV shows. HBO doesn't miss. I mean, Game of Thrones. These motherfuckers don't miss. They don't miss. All right, so <laughs> uh, that was Succession. Reed, you should check it out, even though you know everything that happened. Yeah, I have to, um, maybe I'll wait a while and try to forget. Yeah. As much as you guys have said. Yeah, that's and then cool. jump in. <laughs> I'm so excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. You all know I spend a good bit of time on the river and in the woods, and I need something that protects the eyeballs but gives me a clean, fresh look. Oakley's are changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train? Just want to look like your favorite athlete, like, uh, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, uh, Justin Jefferson. Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, there's more than meets the eye. Here on the show, we're all about looking good and playing good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. 
And since it's officially almost summer, you need to upgrade your sunglasses game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I rock the Sutro TIs because they have a solid style that fits my work play way of life. They look great when I'm in the field at softball and I'm on the river enjoying a float, but they also come in clutch whenever I need to look professional. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Wanna know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me, try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Nate came into the studio, and he was fired up about a Bigfoot take. He was like, is it real, is it not? Pitching Chris on it. So we just pick right up with Nate and Bigfoot. Everybody's been waiting for us to address this. Let raw me, Room. Let me roll this. Which is uh, it's a great room. podcast. Okay. Like, admittedly, I love the podcast. And admittedly, I love Darren Bates. Okay. And the other guys on that show are great too. You know, <laughs> Jalen, Mr. Sweet, like those guys a lot. But I would not hesitate to drag. Darren Bates around that cage by his hair. <laughs> like two chicks at a gas station fighting. I'm just I'm I'm going straight for his hair and I'm going to I'm going to just I'm he's going to be helicoptering around that motherfucker. So, people don't know what I'm talking about right now. It's because Oh no, they know. Raw Room said that if there was a steel cage match, they would beat everybody. Every, any every podcast. podcast. So, here, here here are my notes on on that social that they put out which was quite successful. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. I love your show. They said they they would beat up Joe Budden's podcast team, and they had four people in the picture. They had everybody, including like the producers, in the picture. And then they get to us, right? So they go through Joe Budden's podcast. They they they'll beat up Bustin' with the boys. But first, I, you you play you you were a teammate with Darren Bates, right? I was. What's what's Darren Bates like? What's his height and and weight? He Comp. he doesn't have the reach to stand in there. With like how me. how tall is he? Is he taller than me? He might be six foot. So he's not totally even taller than me. No, he's not taller than you. <laughs> but he's a tank. Darren Bates is a tank. He's also an angry. Like if he gets mad, Bates like there's no off switch. That's I mean, one person. And then his co-host. Yeah, I mean I respect Bates. Okay, like yeah, I, I wouldn't go for. And the then hammer, they were but... talking junk about Macon. Do they realize Macon is six four? Yeah, but May. Macon will miss this one just like he misses the river and the trips to Philly and New York. Hey, do you want to go do that steel cage match? No. And that and that would be on brand and and I would probably appreciate that that off the top ropes. He could come in late. 
Well, so uh, they said they could beat up Bussin with the boys. I don't doubt that. Taylor right now is about 265. He does look he does look a little hey, bit leaner. Hey, my man Jack might have some fight in him, though. Oh, the, Jack's been third, hitting the weights. That's what I'm saying. For the third person, like, if it's going to be a three-on-three -three match, hey, I, I, I like Jack. They so, were talking. They were taking shots at Taylor because of his knee and everything. Yeah, well, Taylor's got a knee. He's on the Atkins diet. <laughs> uh, and Will Compton just posted a picture, and it looked like uh, he was in the second trimester. <laughs> so uh, I'm punching him in the stomach immediately. <laughs> And Taylor, Taylor won. I'm gonna let Kyle handle that. Um, but yeah, they could get busting with the boys. Um, they didn't name Stack and Matt Barnes. Mm. They didn't name all the smoke. They no, well, well, they show. said they. I think they tried to say they're getting all the basketball podcasts out of there oh, so they because they're say, tall and. Skinny. But they didn't name them. Yeah, they didn't name them. Now the Kelsey brothers, like they. Yeah, he they, said he they said he would rip. He said he would rip the beards off of both of them. Okay. <laughs> But the point is, like, they put all these guys in, they include everybody, and then when they get to us, it's just me, Macon, and they, they, it's just me it. and Macon. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, it was they, a pile on Macon. They ignore the 600-pound gorilla that, that lives here from time to time, Kyle. <laughs> yep. Um, they ignore Dr. Fax. They ignore Bo Allen. Yep. Um... I mean, Darren, he knew what he was doing. He's smart. He's a smart guy. He's been doing the he's been doing the content thing long enough. He called out the the right podcast. He did it in the right order. I respect it. But the truth of the matter is, in a cage match, you guys are getting destroyed. Destroyed, bro. dude. Destroyed. 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 And then uh, you know, um, Mr. Sweet. He's just in the back. He didn't even want to get involved. He looks in so uncomfortable. I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Sweet, that they even brought you into this conversation. Yeah. You don't look like you're an aggressive guy that would want to get... He's cool as hell. Exactly. These guys are all super cool. Right? Bates is aggressive, okay? Bates <laughs> led the league in personal fouls, and we we had to, like, Bates had to have, like, a guy assigned to him on the sideline. You know how there's, like, a get-back guy for coaches? Like, basically, there was a guy just to keep Darren Bates in line. So, Bates is a formidable foe. Um, he he but, got hit with that door, and he... It didn't go down. Yeah, he got hit with a door the night before the game. Had to go to the game the next day in sunglasses. <laughs> he got a, he, he got and he wants to get into a cage? No, actually, Reed. <laughs> you a, lost to a, a door? door at the fucking Marriott took him out. <laughs> DNP because of a fucking door. Um, <laughs> Mr. Sweet, I'm not worried about you either. Um, and Jalen, he played for the Falcons in 28-3 game. You could you could get up on me, be on top of me, wailing away. I'd still come back and win. <laughs> I like that. that you know. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not worried about these guys. Raw Room. Now Raw Room's a terrific podcast. And I love the guys, and I, I think we should do more stuff together. But maybe someday we gotta we just gotta fight. We just all gotta fight. We gotta fly them into Charlottesville. Let them fight. And just and just and just have at it. Put the gloves on. Get in a cage. And uh, and I'll play helicopter with Darren Bates. <laughs> we could do skip it. <laughs> skip it! <laughs> you can swing him and yeah. I'll jump. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I've been watching a lot of fight videos on Twitter lately. <laughs> I'm also boxing right now. Kyle, you know, we have done Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Kyle's done Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
Vax was in the boxing ring the other day. Let's go. These guys um, are smoking backwoods in Memphis. They're not exercising. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Kyle Bates just, exercise in years. Kyle just be running around the ring with a big smile on his face, like, "Hey, come here." Yeah, it, it would be. It would <laughs> be like here. playing with 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 a with a small child. <laughs> Imagine being put in like a. <laughs> A chokehold from behind by Kyle, by Kyle yeah. and trying to get out. Yeah, you know, like those videos where the guy, the the uh, the the, the self defense guy, tells you what to, how to like disarm somebody when he sticks a gun in your window. And there's yeah. a really funny zoom of this this guy that's like that tries it in real life, and then the frame switches to him I mean, in heaven. heaven. It's the immediately funny. the memes. Those memes are the. Funniest things ever, yo. yeah. Yeah, you go one second, you're in a chokehold. <laughs> and then you try to get out of it. <laughs> Kyle Long, next second, you're in heaven. Um, so anyways, uh, just wanted to address that. I don't really want to fight you guys, man. I love you guys. But we'll like, play I play softball do, against you. Yeah, I want to play softball against y'all. And yeah. I want to get Bates and those guys on the river. So Bates, Jalen, Alex. I wish Alex, we could be the first ones to put it together, but like, we should just put together before someone else does like a podcaster's league. No, we need to like, put together a podcaster's float. We need to put together an annual podcaster invitational oh, float. Oh, nice. Where we host them and we take them all down the river and we get them on boomers and we just have a great time and we talk about the industry. Uh, and we and fish. We can fish, we can catch some garfish. So yeah, <laughs> raw room, you're invited. I'll invite Bussin, even though they didn't invite us to their pool party. Oh, well, wait, wait, wait. They don't get invited to the first one, nah. Nah. They got to serve a year suspension. Yeah. Maybe Jack can be invited, but I don't know about the other guys. They're too big time. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we feel about John Madden being played by Will Ferrell? Is this a good cast casting move? So at first I was like, this is going to be a disaster. But then I kind of thought about it. And I actually think it's cast pretty well. The question is, can Will Ferrell do the serious movie? You know, like, I know this is probably going to have some funny in it. But look, do we know if John Marion was a serious guy? He was fun. But the, I, I would think, it, it, <laughs> is it a biopic or is it just centering around the video game? It's the basis of the movie is the launch of the video game. Oh. And, so I kind of wonder. what I'm most interested yeah. What I'm most interested in seeing is uh, Will Ferrell's training regimen to get up to size for John Madden. Yeah, just call Brendan Fraser. I wear a suit, right? So, so you know, I think this is going to be a good movie. Listen, the question is again: Can he do like the um, you know Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems? Can he do Jim Carrey and The Truman Show or all the other you know great movies he's been in where he's actually been? There's not a lot of great com- comedian actors or um actors that, that made hay in comedy that can can do that thing uh um, I, I can't let you go with that without mentioning uh, robin williams though. robin williams Ms. Yep. Hellfire? no that was a funny movie <laughs> but like robin williams and goodwill hunting um or i don't know like steve carell and the fox catcher you know where you're like oh this guy can be dead serious so we'll see um david o russell's doing the movie uh, I was looking at some of his movies. I mean, he's American Hustle, obviously, but um, he did Silver Linings Playbook, which I love. Three Kings. Also. Three Kings was the one that I was like, "Damn, he's been at it a while." And Three Kings is a super underrated movie. Um, so it's probably going to be a good movie. Um, I still haven't seen Air, by the way, just because Matt said it sucked. Uh, my lovely wife has asked to go see it like four times. What is Air? It's the Michael Jordan movie. 
Oh. The Ben Affleck, Mike, Michael Jordan movie. Nah. Um, nah. So I was going to ask you guys, I have a little list here. Just in case my dad ends up in the movie uh, and the NFL on Fox crew, because John Madden was there really when he when he was when John Madden was really blowing up. And, you know, it's it's all relative because even before he blew up, he was a Super Bowl winning coach and, you know, like uh, broadcaster and all this stuff. But I feel like when our generation became acutely aware of John Madden and his greatness, it was the 90s. The video game was coming out. He was doing NFL Fox with Pat Summerall. And that was really a short window, I think. It was like 94 to 2001. But in 1994, the Fox crew was, and I believe, I mean, obviously you had Pat Summerall calling games with him, but Howie Long, Ronnie Lott, Terry Bradshaw, James Brown, and Jimmy Johnson. So I was going to try to cast these guys. We'll start with Pat Summerall. Richard Gere? That's pretty good. I mean, you Google gray-haired actors. (laughs) He's there. Who else? I had uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Okay. He's in a uh, movie, Confess Fletch. Uh, let's see. LeBron's seen it. <laughs> I think Al Pacino, Al Pacino could do it. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to doubt mm. Al Pacino in anything. Yeah, he he's got a little Pat Summerall in him. And in Confess Fletch, he's got white hair. He, he wears suits and. Uh, I just saw it, and when you asked, I was Sounds like, like that. Sounds like Yep. <laughs> Comes through pretty clear. Okay, Howie Long, I'm going Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell cut that hair short, but he was in our um, flat, flat top, top draft, He can do so the, it works. He, yeah, yeah, he no can problem. do it. He can do it. Um, I, uh, I threw out John Hamm. Just John Hamm. He, he has height. He's got the jaw. Yep. He might have to wear a hair piece. But yep. Yeah, he might. John's fired. I'd like John Cena. John Cena has the flat top. Oh, for Howie Long. Yeah, the size. Cena. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, Ronnie Lott. Uh, I couldn't get anybody for Ronnie Lott. <laughs> Terry Keegan, <Cruz>. Michael <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Terry Crews. <laughs> Remove half of Terry Crews' finger with CGI. This is... That's Ronnie Lott. 100%. Okay. Uh, Keegan Michael Key. What about... Terry Crews. What about Denzel's son, John David Washington? I bet he could play him. Maybe. Okay, I go James Brown. I got either Forrest Whitaker or Tyler Perry. I actually think Tyler Perry would be pretty good. Tyler Perry would be good. Um, And Bradshaw, I love the casting here. I go J.K. Simmons. (laughs) Yes. J.K. Simmons as Terry Bradshaw would work, I think. Um, Terry, oh, or um, you say Roy Wood Jr. Al Bundy. Al, Al Bundy. Yeah. Al Bundy. Yeah. You talking about what's Al Bundy? It, what's, the what, what's his name? That's modern, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill is the yeah. actor's name. Modern, modern yeah. family. Uh huh. Ed O'Neill. He'd be and, he'd be pretty good. John Goodman. You get him in there too. Somebody said Jimmy Johnson would be perfect as an old Chris Farley, if mm. if we were able to like you know reanimate. <laughs> that might be good. That's fine. I think it'd be great. Yeah. And um, Philip Seymour Hoffman too. If we're bringing back yeah you know, passaway actors, yeah. he'd be pretty solid. I think. Uh, Jimmy Johnson should be played by Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR driver, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, that'd be confusing. We just get that guy and, yeah. you know, doll him up a little bit in the uh, in the makeup room. Okay. And play him. Jimmy okay. Johnson is Jimmy Johnson, just spelled differently. I'll talk to David O. Harris, or David O. Russell. Um, Russell. Yep. Yeah, Russell. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I'll, I'll watch the Madden movie. I think Will Ferrell... 
it's time for him to start doing serious this, movies, honestly. Talking because, about players leaning into stuff. That's uh, hilarious. Jimmy Butler said, if we lose game seven, I'll do what my father did, retire from basketball and start playing baseball. <laughs> Have you seen those things? No. They're trying to say that. Jimmy Butler is Jordan's. Oh, that's funny. That's son. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. That's really fucking funny. Jimmy's hilarious. <laughs> I like Jimmy, man. I didn't always used to love Jimmy because with the Minnesota thing from afar, I was kind of like, oh, he's throwing all these guys under the bus. Like, but he, nah. he's probably, but in actuality, the problem wasn't Jimmy at all. Nah, it wasn't. The problem was never Jimmy. Nope. He wanted to win. He wanted he's to win. Guy, he's the guy who just wants to win. Yeah. And that, that's been proven out a lot. Big time gamer. Well, hopefully tonight he'll be a big time gamer because I might sprinkle a little on Look. the money line. <laughs> Dog, some of these pictures, though. Ball Jimmy Butler, I got to say it. He favors Michael Jordan. No, I know. It's so funny. It's a funny story, but oh, man. It, it's just like I love that like social media and like we're in the era now that Guys can make fun of themselves. And That's what I'm saying. They break, break the, yeah. the fourth wall or whatever it is, and they, they're like, I, I read the internet. Exactly. I'm like, just like you guys. I know. I know the memes. Anyways, here's Howie Roseman, and we're going to have Nolan Smith. Everybody have a, have a great day, and uh, we will be back Thursday. Uh, and I think we got a pretty good guess on the hook, so we'll see. Cash App. The easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin, Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money, and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Good news, the Thursday show we do with AMP will continue 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston, uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fired off in the chat, we'll answer. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall uh, every Thursday at four thirty on AMP. Uh, check us out. I got Howie Roseman on the uh, on the RV. Uh, Howie, thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks. For we got like fifteen minutes catching up. Uh, we were just shooting the shit a little bit offline. Uh, can you tell them what you asked me? I guess my question for you would be like, were you really rooting for us? Yes. Because- yeah. <laughs> Because you were the first, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I feel like, um, you know, that, that sec- does that second team take over? And what you said was awesome, which, you know, our fans should know, which was just like, first of all, you're like, I'll always be the first. Right? We'll always like, be you, the you, first. <laughs> we got you never that. Take that yeah, away, yeah, you know? yeah. Some, sometimes I think about yeah. that. I'm like, they're going to have to live with all of us yeah. and our roles on that team. Here Dude, it is city. cool, though. Like, yeah. And when I bring the production guys up, like, we'll go to a restaurant. The thing I love about Philly is how. And you're a big restaurant guy. You go out big to eat. People probably bug you sometimes, but people are also really respectful. Like we were at a spot grabbing a beer and a cheesesteak, 
and uh, everybody it was like there were like nobody n- recognized you, and then we leave, and everybody waits, right. and then says hello, and, and lets you, but they let you enjoy your your e- evening. But and I, and it, you know what the funny thing about the there's probably this perception of Eagles fans that's different than the reality. the The reality, at least my experience, and and it sounds like you have the same experience, is like people are so appreciative of the players yes. uh coaches yes. front office and it's so there's like this respect level that it, it's also like a knowledge like that I, I remember telling i told jalen carter i'm like two weeks and you'll walk everyone will know who you are mm-hmm. like, really you know mm-hmm. they know everyone they mm-hmm. know they know what your role is they know who you are now Listen, you were an unbelievable player, and so they knew you from the get-go. But I think that kind of respect they have, and, and it's that exact thing. They'll say something if you're with your family. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't want to bother yeah. you. I just want to say thank you. Yeah, you know, pretty stuff like much. That, which, which is real different than what you'd expect with the reputation of the reputation is like rabbit and they are with at the right time which is game day and you want them to be that way you want like you know i was up at the nfc championship which was a lot of fun i got to opposing teams holy cow i got to tailgate did you yeah i used to be so jealous when i played here of the people that got to tailgate uh it was a blast but the whole point is like um, you know, these people make you want the team to win. Even if right. I didn't personally like the team or right. if 10 years down the line, y'all had a player that I was like, ah, he, you know, he annoys me. Yeah. You want those guys to succeed because the fans are so into it and you love the city. So that never crossed my mind. I was always wanting y'all to win this year. And and not only that, but like the, the passion of the fan base, like it's their livelihood. Yep. Like they really, it doesn't matter what their job is. Like, um, my kids were going to the orthodontist, and, and the orthodontist was like, I face paint before games. Yeah. You know, it's like that Seinfeld episode, the yeah. face painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not a Seinfeld fan. No. And we were just talking about Seinfeld. It's pretty controversial, but I'm not a big Seinfeld fan. What, what, what are you? I don't know. I, I don't like laugh tracks, and right. it reminded me, like, after school when I used to have to do my homework, like Seinfeld was on. Right. I'm a Curb fan, right. which is why I asked you about Larry David. I, I'll tell said, you Did Seinfeld, you ever meet Larry David? That is funny because I do think. Laugh tracks. Now you look at them and you're kind of like, why do they have to do it? Yeah. It's funny anyway. Yeah. You don't need the laugh. Yeah. Tra- it's actually funnier when you don't have the laugh tracks because you can decide what's yeah. funny or not. Yeah. It's almost like they're telling you when to laugh. Exactly. It's like a mock draft. See the segue. They're, they're, they're telling, the people that make the mock drafts are telling you who to draft, but you are. do your own thing. Should, so I there's my segue because right? I got 15 I, minutes with you. I know you were like going to try to laugh track me into yeah. minute seven and yeah. then not give me anything. 100%. Okay, so he's <laughs> fucking you know this guy, and he was we're on Kel- you were on yeah. Kelsey's real quick. What what were y'all doing? Y'all had a, a nice drink on uh, mm-hmm. on the New Heights podcast. Yeah, we're good. how do I get some of that back and um uh you know I. I, I like I like mezcal and he knows it and yeah. he have, have you ever had it? Yeah, I mean not yours, but or yeah. th- that mezcal. But yeah, yeah I, I'd like to it's have good try you some. Try. Okay, oh, you yeah. got you got some. I got look some. Look I brought you, some man. here. I'm going to have a glass. I'm going to have a glass. Howie is at work. He can't have anything. No, no, these no, are that, mine. Um, I, I, I love yeah, it. So, so you'll you'll come out to practice. He like yeah. I, I I would never do that because I would get in trouble. You you can't get in trouble anymore. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't have rules and regulations. I guess so, but you know the re- I try not to abuse the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, Good news is Nick is on social media, so neither Nick. one neither one of us will get punished. I love Nick. Okay, so here's my question: That team last year, I said better than our Super Bowl team. 
And I don't always think winning the championship is the best barometer, like no. what, who the best team. And I'm not saying the Chiefs weren't were, weren't better than y'all. They're a great team. Y'all great were a great team. It was great one of the best coach, Super Bowls I ever saw. But I do think this team was better than our team. Would you agree? No, because we didn't win a world championship. The, come on, you're doing. And the, I, and I think I think at the end of the day, like I, man, like it's like um, it's like fingers on your hand. It's like. Kid, Though, you know what? Everyone says they don't have a favorite kid. Everyone loves their kids the same, but everyone has kids they like. That's fucked other, up. Right? Who's your favorite kid? I can't tell you. <laughs> but um, but I think I think so. It's, it's the same with teams, yeah. you know? And I remember uh, Fletch got asked in the divisional round. I remember. And he's like 17 teams better. He's smart. That's He did it because he, he did didn't want purpose. to create, yeah. you know. Some... He, he didn't want, and the expectations. Yeah. And so I think it's like, you know what? You know what stinks? And it's funny because I was thinking about this because the basketball playoffs, like one game. Yeah. Right, like mm-hmm. you get a seven game series, and I mean you can obviously yep. in, in, in the NFL, but it's like you, one game, one thing happens, yeah, changes the whole game, right? Yeah. Changes your life, and um, I feel like uh, that team, the effort, the camaraderie of that team, it was unbelievable. But seventeen two was like that, you know. Yeah, you think a- about that, it was like it was like a special. I remember someone we were like talking after the year, and it's just like we we're talking about players and going. Well, this guy was unbelievable all year. Well, it wasn't hard when you win yeah. freaking 17 games. Yeah, exactly. Like, you won 17 games, exactly. right? And um, I think that, like, the, the, we did in 17, we probably had a little bit more adversity yeah. than this team For did. For sure, yeah. Um, going, that L.A. week, I yeah. think that, that, was that was adversity. And then coming off that, you mm-hmm. know, we had the Giant game, which we played well. Um, and Atlanta then, was no walk in the park. No. You know, it was like the offense was figuring it out. And by the time they figured it out, thank God they did because like we that, needed that, 41 points to win the Super Bowl. So And, and hitting that field goal like that, yeah. I think about it, we probably had 20 plays that each had to go the right way to win yeah. a world championship. And I almost feel like the opposite last year. Like there were probably 15 plays if one goes the opposite way. We're world champs, yeah. and um, like I'm just thinking, I'm thinking they didn't about the land Tory, the way. Yeah, the Tory catch at the end of the second quarter, the, the flea flicker, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, we got a bunch of breaks, and we made our breaks right. too. But you know, that's and I was going to ask you, like, there's not much. I know some people are like we didn't win a world championship. That's what you're saying. That's fine, Howie. But but you should like, are you changing anything because you didn't win that world championship? The way you you approach doing your job because the pieces are all there, just the chips didn't fall right. No, I think I think the formula for us, I'm not saying for everyone, for us works, you mm-hmm. know, and that's um the O line. You're gonna look at the O line and the O line's always gonna be good. You can look at the D line, D line's always gonna be good, the quarterback play's gonna be good yeah. and um hopefully we'll have a, a bunch of skilled guys um who can make big plays. Hopefully we'll have a bunch of guys in the back end who can get us the ball back. And so um I think it, it's like anytime you try to get away from what works, I think you're trying to reinventing a formula. And sometimes you got to get ahead of it a little bit. Yeah. Like you got to figure out the next trends. Like, yeah. um, so you're kind of always trying to go, well, what's next? So I could be at the forefront. I think anytime it's like this, this is what I say. And I, I don't want to be insulting anyone, but I think like when you're trying to copy the team that just won, you're too late. Yeah. Right. Like we used to have this thing, like when coach Reed was here, like we had this, like the Trent Coles, like you'd get these, you know, six to 250 pound edge guys, right? That the rest of the league, because most of the, of the league at that time was running big. four threes, right? Yeah. And they were going guys big in guys. Over front. And so you were getting them yeah. and you were getting them late. Now those guys, I mean, we just took a guy six two two forty in the first round. And that, that's what I was going to ask you because the game is changing, you know, like right. QB, QB run game, QB read, um, people spreading out more, more mobile quarterbacks. Right. Like, is that intentional with you with like Nolan Smith? 
Definitely. You know? I mean, you got it. You sit there and you go, in the zone read, can you chase down the quarterbacks? Yeah. And, and you're talking about the best quarterbacks. I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes, on a bum ankle, takes off and runs for 25 in a huge play with three minutes to go in the game, yeah. right? And so uh, at the end of the day, who can chase those guys down? And that doesn't mean there's not a place for guys who can set the edge. And who can, I, I think there's still a place for those guys, but at the end of the day, you also have to have speed. Yeah. You have to have speed on defense because guys are so fast, and there's not – you see it even too, like safeties. Safeties are moving a linebacker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the linebackers, they're basically moving to edge guys. Yeah. Right. And so it, it's hard to find when you're going scouting in college football right now. There's not a lot of off ball linebackers, yeah. you know, like we got Nicobe last year and really excited for him. But there's not a lot of guys like that in the drafts because those guys are playing positions. And, and like everyone, they want to make money. So they're yeah. playing positions that the league's paying. Are you shocked he fell that far? I mean, Jalen didn't surprise me as much. Yeah. Um, but Nolan surprised me a lot when I watched. And still, Jalen went in the top ten. So it's yeah. like it's not it's not like falling. Um, but he. But in my opinion, you got the best position player in the draft. You know. You know what? Um, him and Bijan, I feel like we're the two special guys. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm excited. Have you met him yet? No, is I'm he ex- here? He's here. I'm excited I can't wait to, to see him, him yeah. in person, bro. Yeah. Because when I saw him at the rookie uh, photo day, I was like, "Holy shit! Look at the way this guy's built." Like, you know, the difference He's between so watching powerful. film and being around somebody physically. I'm sure that's a big yeah, thing big with thing, y'all. Like, like watch him do indie, stand there next to him. See how he's built. He looks way better than he did his pro day, too. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Um, and and our guys do a great job getting these guys right. Like the same thing, like Jordan Davis. Have you seen Jordan in person? Yeah, the guy's fucking. He's it's, a mountain. It's not, it's not human. That's he's a mountain. It's yeah. like six six yeah. three fifty, and he looks like. Yeah. Your your camera. You guys are all in good shape. What do you guys? You take the. Do you let them eat on the road? Do you yeah, give they them eat a on budget? the road. Yeah, we had a rotisserie chicken this morning at the pier with the rotisserie chicken guy who you didn't know. Why so you got to Google out? that when Why you. Okay, you know? so 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 yeah. No, sorry, he asked about you. Um, <laughs> Made me feel even worse. Back, backup quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback depth very important. Obviously, yeah. we have a history there. Uh, but like, um, no team has benefited more by the backup uh, quarterback yeah. position than the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017, especially, and then beyond. We had that. You know, but, Jeff Garcia came in, won the division yeah. for us. I mean, people forget Mike Vick was backing up Kevin Cobb. Yeah. In 2010, yep. he won the division. And then Nick came in for Mike in 2013 when he had his 27 and four, 27 and two seasons, yep. 27 touchdowns, yep. two picks, and so it's like um, it's always been a thing. It's it's just it's it's kind of like we talk about old line D line. It's just part of the cult. It's almost part of the culture. It's bigger than it seems. Anyone. Like one of the the things you hang your hat on. Yeah. And Mariota fits that bill. Why? I mean, Marcus won. Um, Tremendous person. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable guy. And it, he's one of the guys, like you talk about, like you see him in person, you forget. Yeah. The guy's a big freaking dude, you mm-hmm. know? Um, great athleticism. He can sling it. Uh, great person, you know, totally supportive, kind of like, uh, I want to come and just, you know, help Jalen. You yeah. know, that kind of attitude where yeah. it's just like, hey, I hope you guys don't need me and let's go try to win a championship. Yeah. And that kind of attitude, and you see it with him. Um, just really excited to get him, and uh, Gardner did a great job for us, has a great opportunity in Indy, so it's no shot on him. Yeah. Just really appreciative of him, too. And and the same thing, you know, we drafted a quarterback in, in the sixth round. We, we got Ian Book. Um, it's just like, let's try to get as many of those guys at the, at this position, yeah. just like the O-line and D-line, that can go play because um, – you know, I think about that season. I remember before the Super Bowl going up to Nate Sudfeld and being like, man, you're one snap away. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. 
And we had that. We we were in the championship game in 2003 against the Panthers. Donovan got hurt in the first quarter, and uh, Coy was playing. You yeah. know, like it happens. And we we talked about this off camera too. It's one game. You yeah. know, like one game. So uh, I think that that's a big part. I'd be excited for you to see him too. I think uh, you know him. Obviously, Jalen's the man. You know, how was doing the deal with him? Just as pleasant as it seems to work with him. You know what? I give him a lot of credit. He just said this is my, just like. He he does to us with the draft. I'll I'll tell him, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And he'll go, I trust you, Howie. Yeah. You know, and um, he did that with his agent, um, Nicole Lynn. She did an unbelievable She's job great, for him. Yeah. She was so professional, and yeah. she did a good job for him. And that's a good deal for him. Yeah. And you know, ho- hopefully, a good deal for, for us. And that's how they should be. You know, yeah. he deserves it. His work ethic, his passion for the game, and then his talent level. I think sometimes we talk about his intangibles so much, we forget how talented he is. Yeah. Like he is a fr- he's another freak. Which is readily apparent, so his intangibles are so great that they overshadow that that freakish athletic ability. I Sometimes, mean, that's maybe how just because the that's adversity how great he too, is here, dude, and, and the adversity you know that he's yeah. been through and how he handles it, um, which is a great credit to yeah. his family and and the people around him. You last question. You guys stayed in different ways. You stayed here. You didn't have to stay here when you called it ex- being exiled and you went around the world oh, and yeah. and you and you learned from leaders. And I'd love to talk to you about that on a longer yeah, podcast, awesome. but. Because I didn't know that shit about you until this really? week. I thought you just always been here, but yeah. um, I missed that whole thing. Yeah. But then Bama and him staying there, and you know, like dealing with that adversity. Do you feel like that resonated with you, just kind of like in your career Definitely. path? I think the easy thing in life is to run, yeah. right? Uh, it's just get me out of here. Yeah, let me figure it out. And um, that's retirement. Yeah, you ain't retired, could, bro. Yeah. But you ain't retired. Yeah, you ain't retired. retired. You're working it. Yeah, I'm retired. And uh, and um and I think that for him that he was willing to do that. Yeah. And even though football was so important to him, um, I think when we were going through the draft process, that was like here is a guy that like he is not afraid yeah. of adversity. Yeah. And he's so resilient. And look how he overcame it. And he goes, you know, he he spends he wins the national championship for them. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then he goes to Oklahoma, and he's second in the Heisman Trophy, yeah. a balloting, and back in the college football playoff. You know, I'll tell you a, a great story because it, it's probably topical right now because um, they got the first pick in the draft. You know, R.C. Buford, like for me, that guy, I mean, six-time world champion GM mm-hmm. for the Spurs. And so we go to London to go to this conference, and then we're going to Manchester, like check out the facility because we were with another guy, Mike Ford, unbelievable guy. Um, who's a GM of Chelsea in the Premier League, and and somehow, and do you remember I I how much I love food? Like, do you remember yeah, this? Yeah, like, you're I, a I, I feel like I'm yeah. I'm not a lineman, but yeah. I I feel like in some way my mindset is like that. You know, I was higher yeah. freaking lineman, right? Yeah, your buddies Joe. Yeah, you in another and, life. And, and, yeah, I another been, life. I yeah, been, you know, <laughs> yeah. different genetics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, and so like he's like anyone hungry, and I'm like yeah, I'm freaking hungry. And yeah. so we get some, and then. We um we're gonna go on a hop on a train and we look at the board and it's like now boarding trade to Manchester and and so we like run with our luggage to get on the train we hop on the train as it pulling apart we call Mike and he's like hey our train leaves in twenty minutes you guys are on the wrong train mm-hmm. so I'm like this is awesome I want to pick your brain like how'd you build your teams like what talent are you looking for and he's like no man he's like so Pop becomes that Pop became the head coach he was a Division three coach that was the highest level he mm-hmm. he was a head coach at he was the GM of the Spurs he takes over for Bob Hill who had gotten him to the second round of the playoffs. And um, and he's like, I'm going to name you GM, he says to RC. And so RC says, um, what do you want to meet? He said, let me do the press conference. We'll meet in like two hours. So RC's got time. he got binders. Nobody's got like freaking computers and stuff like that. And he says, I got these binders and I'm ready for pop. And pop pops in and he goes, all right, you ready to meet? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, what are we going to do first? And he goes, well, the first thing we're going to do, 
We're going to hire people we really love being around that are good at their jobs and that every day make us want to come to work. And Harsha was like, all right, I'm writing it down. I'm going, all right, all right. Pick my head. All right, what's number two? And he goes, that's fucking it. Mm. I travel all around the country, all around the world, mm-hmm. and it's like that one sentence was it. Yeah. Like, just like being around the yeah. people you're around. Yeah. Like, I bet you, if I asked you all these guys around here, you'd go, yeah. yeah. Oh, love them. Right, right. To, to a T. And, and, and Dom, it starts with Dom. So we're going to try Dom. to get him on the RV after you. You know what, you know what I, I said to, like, I made one decision, and I can't tell you which one it is, one decision where I thought Dom knew, and right after I made it, he was like, he kind of gave me that look, and I was like, oh, my God, this isn't going to work out. And because he's got such a great feel for people. Yeah. And he's got such a great feel for where our team is. So it's so easy for me. Like, people don't understand the value of God. Like, obviously, like, what he does in his job and what yeah. he does for our players and what he does in this city, best in the league. Yes. But he's got having that sense of where the team is, what we need, what we're looking for. And so I'm always like, I'm looking for affirmation from Don yeah. all the time. I'm like, well, what do you think? He's like, yeah. We're good, boo. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Yeah. All good, right? That kind of thing. That's the best three words you can hear. We're good, boo. I know. I know. Yeah. But sometimes we're not, and yeah. you just, I'm on a need-to-know basis, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's basically, whatever's going on, I got covered. If you can get down, like... He's going to be on here after you. Yeah. 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 He said he's going to go change. Into which sweatsuit? I have no fucking idea. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's good. All right, so we got Nolan Smith on the... And you said this is not an RV. No, I don't feel like this RV. This is way nicer than RV. Um, it's, <laughs> it's like a motorhome. Yeah, this is like a motorhome. I don't know what you'll call it. You got appliances in here. Yeah, we got appliances. You know, I done been in some RVs. Some yeah. RVs look way worse yeah. than this. This, this is, is nice. good. Okay, so we undersold it. <laughs> but thanks for stopping by, man. I told you when I met you on the field, dude, I, I really do mean this. You know, people talk about Will. People talk about the guy at Texas Tech. I like those guys, but... You're right there, and you know you can be better. And so I, I was psyched that you fell to Philly. What was that day like? Were you just, were you shocked or? Um, you know, I was excited. Just I get to be with some of my brothers, yeah. some of my guys that I already won with, and just I already have a previous connection with. And you know, Coach Sirianni says it all yeah. the time. You know, we trying to build a connection here. Yeah. And I just feel like once you have that already, you can push the envelope a little bit more. Like yeah. me and JD could go a little bit harder, or I can say, "Come on, JD, man, let's get another workout yeah. in." And so, man, I just feel like that's just one of the great things about being a part of Georgia, coming to Philly with already people here. And then the Kobe's here. You guys were like roommates, I guess. Yeah, me and the Kobe were roommates slash engineering majors together. That's crazy. You're an engineering major. Yes, oh, sir. cool. So, man, <laughs> um, me and the Kobe, we. <laughs> We had some struggles together, some late nights from studying the playbook yeah. to studying normal yeah. school. So, man, me and the COVID, I've been through the thick and thin together. What, are you guys, like, you're not living together out here, are you? You living close to each other? You guys, like, coordinate that whole thing? Or Yeah, I'm li- I'm probably going to live a little bit south um, in media. Yeah. A little, little nice yeah. little area. Um, and the Kobe lives in South Philly as well. So yeah. we're right there next to each other. So anytime we want to, you know, link up. Yeah. And, come over hang out always yeah. talk about plays you know what do you think about the just the flow of a pro offseason compared to that it was like quick you get drafted and you come right to the building but i feel like there's more free time to do what you need to do to get better like whereas in college 
you were always getting better, but you got to go to class, you got meetings, you got all these places you're supposed to be. Like it feels like you got more free time now. Probably, do you feel that? And what are you working on? Oh man, yeah, I feel a hundred percent. I got a lot of more free time and just working on my hands. Yeah, you know, as pass rushes, a lot of people use their hands or either don't use their hands. But I don't, I'm a hundred percent working on my hands and getting yeah. my feet work now, and just trying to take my game from my hands to the next level. You got good hands. Like, what? What's something that I think? Uh, what's a move that you like that you've gotten a lot of mileage out of? And then, what's one that you want to work on and hone a little bit? Oh, uh, really? My speed, the power, and one that I want to work on at home is my ghost move. Yeah. Um, just really, me and Coach Wash been working at it. Me and him been talking about it and just trying to hone it in. Just because I can bend and I can run and bend at the same time. So he think you know the ghost rush move would be a excellent move I need to develop. I never could do the fucking ghost rush move, man. It just, it, uh, definitely at this age, I couldn't even try it. I think I pulled my hamstring. But Josh Sweat, who's in there doing extra work, by the way, he never used to do extra work when he was a rookie. He must, you must be breathing out his neck or something because he's in the, in the indoor. He didn't invite you either. No. Uh, no. But Josh Sweat can do the ghost move. So, like, you know, you got a guy you can learn from, which is cool. Yeah. You know, he, he, you know, he's got the same type of athletic ability. And then you got BG. You know, um, and Fletch, like, who are the vets besides maybe Josh that you've kind of gravitated to and, and learned from? Man, I 100%. You know, people talk about Hashan, Hashan, and, you know, me and him have the same body type. But, man, just being around, you know, BG, that energy that he brings, man, he just always got a smile and stuff like that. And, I mean, everybody brings their own energy in yeah. certain ways. And some guys from the meme mug, you can yeah. look at that motherfucker and be like, damn. Like he ready to go, yeah, or you could it. just look at a person and he up and mm -hmm. jigging and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Like, so I say, me and BG got the same type of motor though. Like we yeah. run off the same type yeah. of happy juice energy type. Yeah, guys. you got to be. We got to have guys like that in the locker room, man. And it was like BG. He used to have his football pants on at like seven in the morning. First thing we'd have three o'clock practice. He'd already have his football pants on. First thing in the morning we walk in the building, smiling just the way you said. But you need those guys. Yeah. Lifts the energy up. Love, uh, I say we guys that love football. You yeah, know, we don't work. We not working. So that's yeah. when I tell them you're not I, working. Yeah. yeah, when I stay thirty minutes extra out there, yeah, I'm not working. I, I in right. my head, I'm not working. I'm working to get better to yeah. accomplish a goal. Yeah, and Georgia was tough. Like I could tell Kirby smart was like he's a dog like you know no pun intended like this guy he was pushing y'all i heard about bloody tuesdays or whatever y'all called it down oh, yeah. there that's what that's the day when um the cream the cream meets the crop yeah let's say the cream meets the crop so what happened on bloody tuesdays man it was it was real bloody we started from like i say the first drill we flex but then the first drill after flex after we warm up we did this mod bracket drill yeah. and it was like a tight end and an OLB in the apex yeah. and just working crack toss and literally like the tight end and the OLB running into each other. Mm -hmm. And that's period two. Yeah. So that's my bracket. Then we go into Indy and we, if we, in the OLB Indy, we was practicing closing. Yeah. So like if we had a run up for the day, if it was stretch, mm -hmm. we have our scout tackles down there. Mm -hmm. And soon as period three, we getting into it. Yeah. So by time period four, we on scouts, we about to go to a team period. And this before special teams, not even really till like period 13. And that's really the worst period because we're going to practice damn kickoff and it's going to be half. You were on all the teams. Oh, yeah. Stuff. I was on all the teams. Yeah. I was a team guy. I yeah. played all four teams. Um, I, I think the lowest I was on the team was a two. Um, and that was on punt. I was the left guard. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still mad about that. Coach Harley, I'll never fucking forget that. 
Um, Smile Monday did not beat me out of that job. I took every step every day correctly. You, but, you had to put that on record. Yeah, I just wanted to let him know that. So how, how, did, see this. how did you piss Kirby Smart off? Like, what are his pet peeves? Oh man, if you don't if you don't jog to the ball, for, forget the rest of everything. If you don't thud, if you don't touch somebody and doing a play on um, a defensive play, he gonna take you out. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. If you have a white shirt on at Georgia and you don't touch anyone yeah. from like a DB, anybody, mm. he gonna take you out the game or yeah, take man. you out of practice. Really. Yeah. So it's a pretty intense guy. Yeah, he wants somebody to hit people every time, every play, anytime that ball snaps. Well, I love watching you guys play. And I don't know, were you there when y'all played Baylor? This is before you, I think. Oh, In the man. bowl game or whatever it was. Oh, no, uh, that th- this was, is like 2019 or something. Yeah, that, this was is my like first, what, that was my first game. Was that like your first my, game? That was like my first, like, first, um, what do they call it, bowl game. Bowl game, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. My first bowl game. Dude, I just was like, I think that's where it, it – for me, I was like, okay, Georgia's like for real, for real. That was like the moment where I realized y'all were playing a different brand of football. You know, like it just it's that little extra oomph, little extra finish. You know, it was like everybody had a high motor, including the coaches. You could see them on the sidelines. Yeah, juiced up, man. That's just, I tell people like, that's the type of organization that I'm at now. That's yeah. the type of organization Shankly. I come from. Yeah. Like just a bunch of juiced up guys that get excited by work yeah. and it's not work to them. Yeah. Like, Coach Smart tells you, like, I'm a you're gonna have to like kill me in order to take my my head coaching job at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And and that's how it should be. Like yeah. you should love what you do. Like he don't see himself as like, oh, this is my job. He sees yeah. himself as like the yeah. head coach of Georgia. And that's how a lot of people see it. Like I'm a football player at Georgia. Just yeah. like no. Yeah. Well, this is a hell of a place to come to work. Uh for real. It is, man. And wait till you see like these fans, dude. This is just and you've never lived like up north, right? Like you no. you're, you're from Savannah? Yeah, I'm born. I love Savannah, dude. Dude, we used to come down there, obviously, for St. Patty's Day. Oh, man. Me and my boys. But, like, we're a lot older, so, like, I've been coming to Savannah maybe since, I don't know, like, 2010, like, when I got in the league. And we used to, do you know where Savannah Smiles is, the piano bar? Yes, sir. That was the spot for us. Listen, you need to go down again. So, they, they done revolutionized. Like, they? they got a drunken out of jail free pass. Do they really? Like, so, you if you go down St. Patrick's Day at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And go to like this little square. I think it's the Savannah Square. Yeah. And they give you as long as you have your ID, yeah. and they give you a wristband. Yeah. If you get arrested, they'll let you go the next morning. So that's a, a new thing. A lot of people I don't swear know it's about the greatest that. city. It's like one of the greatest cities in America, dude. Man, I love yeah. Savannah so, so we much. Got, uh, we got a free. We got a drunk take now. That's what we call. Oh, good. It. The drunk Just in tank. time for me not to get as drunk as I used to get. This is <laughs> so I don't get to use it. Um. But yeah, so you you were in Savannah. I mean, you know, Athens, like Philly's just it's a big city and the fucking energy's crazy and it's gonna be cold as hell. You didn't play in the cold a lot, did you, in the SEC? I mean, we played. Do you, do you we, mind it? I don't, I don't mind it. I yeah. don't care. As long as I get to go out there and hit them up. That's what I'm talking over. about. Yeah, I don't I don't really care about yeah. none of that shit. Um and you get warm you get warmer the more you hit people. I tell people that. Also, everybody else is feeling cold and feeling sorry for themselves. So if you're just like, Man, I'm gonna speed up. You know, everybody else is slowing down. Now, yeah. yeah. Some people, especially like I tell people, when you take the elements out of all that yeah. stuff and certain people like, yeah. man, guys from Miami that come up here, they exactly. be like, bro, I don't even know what I got on this plate, but I just know my hand's cold as fuck. And then you got a guy on the other <laughs> side of me like, I'm about to fuck you up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, exactly, dude. It's all mindset. Um, who's the next guy at Georgia, man? Who's the guy that we don't know about who's going to be the next you, that's going to be the next Brock Bowers, that's going to be the next, like, you know, dog? Man, I say um, Smile Monday and Pop. 
Like, I call yeah. them ten and two. So like in the yeah. south, in the south, we call each other by our numbers. Yeah. So like yeah. all everybody know me as four. Yeah. Like people don't even know yeah. me in the organization as Nolan. Yeah. So. Um, so now you're three. Yeah, I'm three. What? So what'd you come close to wearing? Was it like a com? conversation or was it just like i'm gonna get the closest thing to four oh uh, no i just i don't really care about a number honestly it I looks sweet that. though bro four four looks sweet but three might look better, better yeah, i'm just telling man. you whenever because i didn't know what numbers y'all were wearing i walked out there i was like i was like that looks good bro i think yeah. it'll look cool um you played against young you played against shroud you played against richardson what makes those guys special and you know how tough is it to get those guys on the ground? I mean, they're all different. Like, you know, one's a little guy, one's a huge guy, one's an elusive guy. What was that like getting those guys down? Man, I would say the preparation every week. Um, uh, when we played guys like Bryce Young, so we did this thing called the rabbit drill and coach a lineup like a five-by-five five little yeah. cone, and we would just chase our, our, like, slot scout receiver. And it used yeah. to be like we used to chase around Lab McConkey. And he used to bring, like, some <laughs> the of the shiftiest guys yeah. down there on our team. And just we had yeah. it for 10 seconds. We just had to chase them. And that's just to get you ready and just to get your motor right. And, yeah. um, man, playing Bo Nix and all those guys all those years and um, Tank Bisbee, um, you know, certain running backs that's going to give you that extra yeah. um, throw that extra cut and make you go chase them. Man, it's just you just work. And yeah. um, you just get used to working and believing in the game plan just yeah. kind of like you did here. Yeah. Um, you know, believing in your game plan and going in and putting that work in every week. So on Sunday or Saturday, you just wake up, just be like, shit, yeah. it's go day. Now yeah, it's, it's, time it's to not go. work. It's, yeah, you've done, the hay is in the barn, man. Stetson Bennett, uh, did he hang out with the young guys or was he? did he have adult friends? Oh, no. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys did you guys bust his balls about being, you know, a little bit older? Old as shit. Yeah. I mean, we bust his balls a little bit, but not much. I feel like know? he did well for himself in, in Athens. The hell even yeah. for being damn near 30 years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I think he. Um, they loved him there. They they loved him and he did well for himself. But um, he was a good a great teammate and yeah. he hung out with all of us. Yeah. Man, I'm he, just fucking around. Yeah, no, but he's man, he's the- <laughs> he's probably one of those guys that yeah. man. If you need somebody to change a tire or something, you calling that motherfucker. Somebody like me and him. He's old enough to know how. Uh, <laughs> have you had a cheesesteak yet? Oh yes, sir. I went to Ishkabos. Oh, Ishkabos. Yeah, Ishka I've been there. I heard it's like fucking really good, but. Uh, Good. That's the first thing I'd had when I was here, man. Um, it was fucking amazing. Really, I loved it. I, What's I, next, then? I don't know. So I never had, and again, cheesesteak. I was so used to calling yeah. them Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. I I never had one in my life. Yeah. No, nor really liked them. But that's it. Changed my life. So we went to a place yesterday called what was it, Reed? Um, Kellyanne's. Kelly Pretty good. Now, same as you. I've only had one cheesesteak in Philly. The two years I was there. I was 34 years old, 33 years old, so I wasn't going to be eating a bunch of cheesesteaks, have the love handles popping out the side of my jersey. <laughs> you know, so I was eating kind of clean, but I had my first one in a store yesterday, and it was amazing. So I'm going to hit Ishka Bibbles because Nolan said to do that. you got to hit Kelly Ann's. Kelly Ann's. Yeah. I'm going to go do it's that because cool. you said it's that. It's a good bar, too. Yeah. Good little spot. Uh, Eagle Bar, man, so yeah, I mean, man. Hey, you act like I know a lot. I've been from dude, here hey, to listen. the court Marriott, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and home to work, dude. Yeah. I know it's that time of year, but I'm super excited you're here, man. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, you're a hell of a player. It's good that that you fell to the right team. But was there another team 
that you thought might have picked you that day that you were like, what? you guys said that you liked me? Uh, yeah, you know. I and would, does that stick in your head? I say a lot of things stick in my head, but, you know, that's why I'm here because I always had a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And I put sometimes I put it on myself and sometimes it's an actual chip. But this time it's an actual chip and I don't want to talk about it. I just want to yeah, play football. just want to go do it. Yeah, yeah. Good man. Well, I hope they're on the schedule. I'm not going to ask who, but I hope they're on the schedule. Yeah, they, a few of them on the good, good, dude. Congrats. Looking forward to it. Yeah, you the talk I'm, I'm gonna fight you with my friend.